Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome. To address the elephant in the room, I do be COVID positive as I live and breathe. Boo. Yeah. So that's too bad. Found out today. Yeah. Third so day testing in a row, by the way. So Which is crazy. Don't believe no fucking rapid test is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Test yourself if you're feeling sick, folks. That really do be how this thing is spread in. People take one test and they're like, oh, I'm fine. I was not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That that was not the truth, Ellen. (laughs) Yeah. But this week we're going to be talking about how to romanticize your life on a budget. And it's not obvious we are recording on Zoom. So yes, not not exposing Kylie over here. That would be pretty silly. Yeah, that wouldn't be very nice. Very kind. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we. I'm excited for this episode. I think it'll be fun. We've done a lot of like, like we did like the simple ways to elevate your everyday life, like all of this stuff. I'm like, I really should revamp my routine here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm feeling inspired. But yeah, we recognize that uh, sometimes social media can make living a quote unquote nice lifestyle seem impossibly expensive so we're going to help you achieve the same vibe but on a budget and i think it's going to be good yes but before we do that we're going to start with our week in review so you might be wondering anya how did you get covid i'd love to tell you I went to a phenomenal wedding. (laughs) Um, Funny enough, though, I don't think we got the COVID there because my boyfriend was in the bridal party and he reached out to everyone else and everyone else is either fine or in denial. So TBD, Mm -hmm. but I have a feeling it was either like our flight or like an Uber that we took or something that we did Mm -hmm. independently because no one else feels sick, which is a good thing, but it's just confusing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we were in Chicago for a black tie wedding. And I love Chicago. I really do. I feel like it would be, if you were like, you have to move somewhere else in the US, it would be like in my top three choices for sure. I feel like it's New York vibes, but it's cleaner. It's wider. It's like less smelly. People are nicer. (laughs) Um, So I like that about it. And we were in both the rehearsal and the, obviously he was in the wedding itself. Um, and let me just say, this is probably the nicest event I will ever attend in my lifetime. I'd like to thank Certainly. the couple so much for, for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was at basically, it's a, it's a very sweet story because the bride, um, lost her mom about like a decade ago. And when she was younger, she grew up in this area of Chicago. And when she was younger, they would always go to this church on Sunday mornings and then go to this specific, it's like a private club um go to this club for lunch after and when she was young when she was like eight her mom was like someday like you're gonna get married in this church and then you're gonna have your reception here at the club and she was so she made it happen which is very sweet um and it is a like private 
like high society members only type club situations in a place that I would ever be invited on my own accord. (laughs) Um, But yeah, very lovely, very sweet couple. Happy for them. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what else can I share? There was a full raw bar with sushi, oysters, crab, lobster at the cocktail hour um, and a very good band. And yeah, it was just major. And it was funny because I have a coworker who not only used to be a chef, but used to be a chef in Chicago. And he was like, if you go one place while you're there, you have to go to like Colonial. It's like a restaurant that does French Vietnamese cuisine. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that's where the rehearsal dinner was. Oh, so, no way. Major sleigh. Wow. Um, and I got to take a class at Joffrey, mm-hmm. which is very nice. Joffrey Iconic. Ballet School. Joffrey School of Ballet. I don't know. Um, so yeah, it was very fun. We were there Thursday through Monday. And then I, funny enough, got my booster, my COVID booster and flu shot on Monday and then started feeling kind of iffy on Tuesday. So I was like, oh, it's the booster for sure. And Kylie was like, it's the booster for sure. Yeah. And then I just kept testing. I was like, it's not the booster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, in what's so interesting is that I feel like most people when they get the booster have like the body aches. Like that's exactly what happened to me Uh, because I got my booster on. I'll get into this. Well, I guess I could just touch on this now. I got my COVID and my flu shot on Saturday and I like like clockwork. By Saturday night, I had like the body aches and the chills and mine actually ended up lasting for a couple of days because I got both vaccines. But then by Tuesday, I was good as new. Um, So yeah, so then when immediately after Anya got it done, she was like, oh, I have... I don't feel that good. I was like, well, it's probably just the booster. But it is interesting because the last time you got the booster, you didn't get yeah like any side effects really. Yeah. So, so who knows? It is really go. frustrating though because I was supposed to get the booster before we went to Chicago and my appointment got canceled because they didn't have the new vaccine in stock yet. And had I done that, maybe I wouldn't be sick right now. So, yeah, so just true. too bad. And I was thinking about how this is definitely like way, way, way better than the last time I had COVID. So if you're in that boat of like, it was really bad for you one time, I have lived with the constant anxiety of it being that bad again. And I am relieved to say that it is not as bad again, at least for me personally. Yeah. But I was thinking about some weird things that all happen to be true. Both times that I got it were, it's been unseasonably hot. Like that was also the case when I got it before. It was like a crazy heat wave. And then number two, I've actually, it's been when I've been in like a really good workout routine, which I'm like, awesome. Huh. I'm going to have to rebuild that up, which I am. That's honestly one of the things I'm most upset about is like, I was in such a good workout and like ballet class groove. And I'm just nervous to like get back into that and like feel uh, the effects of a couple weeks oh, off, yeah. which is sad, but hopefully it's not too bad. And you know, all things considered, yeah. that's really not that big of a deal to have that yeah. be the only you know, ripple effect, but. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that this time around it isn't as bad to hopefully relieve some anxiety. Obviously yeah. not great to, we're not saying that you should get COVID multiple times and be careless because that's not, you don't want to be sick all of the time, but I'm glad that you're having at least a slightly more positive experience this time around. And hopefully, I mean, the nice thing about testing positive late into having symptoms is that your quarantine is going to feel a lot shorter. Because you yeah. technically only have to quarantine for what, like three more days? Yeah, I think I'm allowed in, out into the world. We're recording this like Thursday evening. I'm allowed out to mm-hmm. the world Sunday, and I think I'm supposed to mask until Thursday. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, bestie. 
no good. COVID's still out there. And you know what? She's it been really kind of, she's been popping off recently. She's I've been, been hearing about shit. a lot of people getting it, unfortunately. Yeah. So even though the vaccine is not fun in its own right, it's better than this. And I know yeah. because I experienced both at the same time. Yeah. But <laughs> it's so true. But now you're going to be like, I was, re- I actually was reading about this. Like what happens if you get COVID right after or like right before getting the vaccine? Basically everything was saying that like, there's no like risk in them mm-hmm. like co-mingling. If anything, you just get like super immunity because <laughs> you're like doubling the vaccine immunity with the like antibody immunity yeah like the real yeah 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 so you'll be like well maybe i'm permanently like a immune shield. yeah no, you're, <laughs> uh, yeah what's the word i'm looking for i think immune is the word i'm looking for honestly yeah <laughs> yeah anyways uh for my week in review so like i said i got the covid and the flu vaccine i will say as someone who got both vaccines and wasn't actually sick with covid or the flu after having both vaccines it is definitely not for the faint of heart to get them at the same time. I experienced prolonged side effects. By prolonged, I mean like they lasted for a good like two and a half days. Uh, whereas when I would only get the COVID vaccine, I only had symptoms for like literally less than 24 hours. Like my side effects ended 24 hours after getting the shot, but the side effects don't kick in like right away after you get the shot, obviously. So I probably felt sick for like 12 hours. Um, so yeah, I did end up calling my doctor actually and was like, should I be uh, worried? <laughs> and she was like, no, you just have a lot. Your immune system's really building stuff up and you're feeling it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I ended up feeling fine. Like I said, by we're recording this on a Thursday. I got the vaccines on Saturday and I felt better by Tuesday. So that is good. There is definitely a lot just going around though, like COVID and otherwise. It did do be RSV, cold and flu apparently. season. Yeah, we think that my brother has RSV. He's really, really? He, he cannot breathe. He got uh, prescribed an inhaler, the poor thing. Mm. I'm like, ooh. But he tested negative for COVID like three or four times. So like he definitely doesn't have that. So I don't know. But yeah. And then I did end up actually, <laughs> right? <laughs> this honestly probably didn't help. But my, like I said, my brother has RSV. I did go home to my parents this past weekend. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's what didn't help this uh, prolonged <laughs> vaccine well, symptoms. You know what you haven't mentioned yet either? What? Your concussion. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> honestly such a concussion thing for me to do i keep forgetting that it happened yeah i did get a concussion that's the truth uh i hit myself with a dumbbell at the gym like a big dummy Uh like a big dummy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i gave myself a concussion honestly i i think the reason i keep forgetting about it is because i pretty much feel like back to normal Mm. um like i i felt pretty like myself again probably like also around like Tuesday um, where I like stopped having headaches and stuff like that. But yeah, I last Monday hit myself in the head with a dumbbell and literally right after recording the last episode. So Mm. just so you know, when you're listening to the last episode, I'm mere moments away from (laughs) cussing myself. Um, But yeah, so last week wasn't super fun. Thankfully, it was a super like mild concussion. It wasn't anything crazy. I just suffered with some like bad 
headaches um, and like light noise sensitivity, but nothing too crazy. Um, But yeah, and then I was worried that because I had a concussion and then because I was having prolonged side effects from the vaccines, I was like, is this, does this have anything to do with it? I did Google it. It sounds like it, that's not the case. Um, But yeah, but that's why I went home to my parents. I didn't have plans to begin with like that weekend. And then obviously once I hurt myself, I decided not to like make plans. I was like, oh, I should probably have a chill weekend. And then I was like, I haven't been home to visit my parents in a while. So I went home to them. And then Ryan had RSV. So now I'm sitting here cured from all of the above. Yeah. Big, ailments and exposures. Big ailment week over here. <laughs> yeah, huge ailment week. <laughs> Honestly, not doing well. And I turn 26 literally next week, guys. True. Better get all the so, ailments out now. That's what your body I know. said. I know. Well, that's the thing. I needed to contact all of my doctors before I have my own insurance. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I got going on. But it was nice to have a chill weekend at home because I have a busy next couple of weekends because my birthday is coming up. So I was like, I should probably take advantage of having no plans and just hang out and chill. And then the rest of this month will be a lot of fun. And next month will be a lot of fun because we have Anya's birthday. And then after that is Christmas. Honestly, we're going to blink and it's going to be 2024. But Mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I forget what I was – I think I was like making a hiring description for like the next round of interns. And when I wrote Mm -hmm. 2024 on it, I was like, that's so weird. It's so weird. I had a um, one-to-one with my boss today and we were like talking about, yeah, okay, and we'll do this Q1 of 2024. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's Mm -hmm. like – that's the next quarter. That's mm-hmm. the next quarter that we're entering. Next Q. So yeah. Crazy. Let's get into our favorites. So as previously mentioned, I was at a fancy event this weekend. So I'm going to be giving two event-oriented favorites. If you are attending any weddings in the upcoming months or galas or formals if you're in a sorority or something i don't know i don't know your prerogative um but the first one i guess you could use this like really you could use either of these day to day too but the first one is i already told kylie in a voice memo i am a converted girl when it comes to lash clusters i don't know how would you describe like what would you call them i think they're not individual lashes but they're like groups of little three yeah, I think those are called individual lashes, at okay. least from like a falsy okay. standpoint. So Kylie and I have grown up wearing the strip fake eyelashes for dance. Yeah. And when we stopped competing, I was like, I'm never doing that again. And so since yeah. then, I kind of like swore away from false eyelashes because I was like, they just, you know, trauma, whatever. Yeah. Um, and but for this event and it being fancy and all, I was like, I want to look a little glam. I don't know. And so when I was at CVS, I came across these like, yeah, like little more like individual lashes. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're not literally one. They're like groups of like three, like little tiny like yeah. little spurts. Wispies. Wispies. Yeah, I think that's like the word. And so they come in like the pack that I got came in like small, medium, and long for like different parts of your eye. Mm-hmm. And I literally just used one on each eye. I just used like one medium one on the very like outer corner because I had a winged eyeliner. And when I tell you, it made like the biggest difference. Like I literally felt like a 1920s like glam like movie star like it made such a big difference I could not believe it and it was so easy and you didn't feel it at all because it's like just this light little like you hardly notice 
Um, and so anytime I have like a special occasion, I'm definitely going to do that now because I just yeah. felt, it just felt like such a fun little addition. Um, mm-hmm. so that's number one. And then number two is I rented both my dresses for this wedding because I am not out here with the black tie event budget. And what happens when you rent a dress is that it has to be the right length for all the girlies, including the tall girlies. And me, myself, (laughs) I am a short, petite petite girl, 5'4", somewhat average. She's so small. I'm so small. People step on me when I leave. (laughs) (laughs) People aren't looking and they step on me. Um, Yeah, 5'4". So this dress was like... Mm, probably like five inches too long for me, which was just a little much with the heels that I was trying to wear and everything. And so this was kind of like a last resort thing because I was trying to find shoes that would make it me tall enough and I couldn't. And so like a couple days before the wedding, I ordered this hem tape on Amazon. And when I tell you it actually worked incredibly well, I was blown away because this was a heavy dress too. If you go look on my Instagram, it's like a heavy like satin material. And so I was kind of like, I don't know if it's gonna be able to hold up like this fabric. And there was so much fabric because it was like four feet of fabric. <laughs> like there was like, yeah. you know, big hem and everything. Um, and I didn't have to use like literally all of it, but it worked. And it was only like $8 or something. So wow. if you are either renting and cannot get something hemmed or if hemming it is like out of your budget and you just want like a quick fix, um, it, I was really amazed. I, I'm going to report back on how it is to remove because I do need to remove it before I send the dress back. Certainly. So that'll be a fun project. Um, But obviously it's made to come off, so I'm not too concerned. But yeah, Yeah. I was literally blown away. And it is different than, because part of me was like, how is this different than like the double-sided fashion tape? Yeah. And it is like, it's a little more fabric-y if that makes sense. So I do think it's worth getting that as like the specific item if that's the use case you're looking for. I guess that makes sense because it's like it's meant to stick fabric to fabric and not fabric right. to skin. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Even if you rent something on newly like jeans or like a skirt yeah. or whatever, like stuff like that, I feel like it's good to have. Yeah, for sure. Or even just like, I don't know, your own clothing if you have a dress and you don't want to get it hemmed. Just a little hem tape. Uh, for my favorite this week, I – so I got um, over the summer, Sephora did their little like uh, SPF kit. I know you got it not this past summer but the summer before. Um, so they did a similar one. I'm sure some of the sunscreens were the same. Some might have been different. Uh, so I got it this time around because I knew Anya really liked the one that she had gotten the year prior. And it came with a full size of the Kiehl's uh, moisturizer. The ultra facial cream. Yeah. The other one yeah. did too. I think they must have like an agreement or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never tried anything from Kiehl's before. I just know that they're the brand that they have in Equinox uh, oh, yeah, locker I'm rooms. True. So I associate it as being bougie. And I finally like busted it out because I do, you're supposed to wear SPF every day, right? But sometimes I don't. I have the um, Supergoop glow screen and I love her. She's like my favorite. But sometimes I don't want the, like, tint of a sunscreen. You know what I mean? Like, especially if I know I'm just going to be, like, inside all day. I'm like, why am I putting on a tinted sunscreen for no one to see me? Um, So I like it because it has SPF in it. But I can put it on without having to, like, put on the tint and, like, worry about that because sometimes the tint it fades throughout the day and I also find that for me it it, like comes off like if you like scratch your face or something then it can like end up on your hands and get on stuff so 
I like having this as like a non-tinted SPF and moisturizer option. And as you guys know, I have very sensitive skin and it did not cause any irritation or reaction on my skin. So that's a huge win for the sensitive skin girlies. I do think Kiehl's is supposed to be pretty good for sensitive skin, like not fragranced or anything like that. You'd be surprised. I've used products that are like specifically made for sensitive skin and they still, in fact, Mm. uh, gave like the Tower 28 Rescue Spray is like, I saw so many things that were like, this is formulated with sensitive skin in mind, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, amazing. And I tried it and I had one of the worst reactions that I've ever had to a skincare thing. So it's truly remarkable how Mm. reactive my skin can be. But this one, this one she likes. So I highly recommend. I have no idea how much the full price is. I'm going to be honest. I think it's like 40 to 50. It's not like super crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Sephora sale, I think, is coming up at the end of this month. So Mm. if you've been interested, hold off to the end of this month and you can get like 10 to 20% off depending on which tier Tier. you're in in the reward system. Yeah, Yeah. I recommend. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we'll be back to talk about how to romanticize your life on a budget. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. <laughs> Why was that All such right. a funny cough? <laughs> We're back. I've hacked up along in the meantime. Yeah, it's so true. It's really like quite sad that this is like the fifth time we've had to talk about one of us having COVID on the podcast. <laughs> Hate that knowledge. Uh, you've had it twice. Oh, I guess fourth. Yeah. You've had it like, twice. One of us had it three times. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Grant had yeah. it once before what yeah. I did. So I guess it like it's come up certainly yeah, more than five true. times, but Oh yeah. How is Grant doing, by the way? Is he okay? Quick, He's fine. quick statement on Grant. <laughs> Perfect. <Okay>. I'm <laughs> worse, as always. <laughs> um But yeah, so getting into the actual episode topic. Uh I know I all the time on TikTok see videos of like aesthetic girls and their aspirational lifestyles. They're doing their, you know, my five to nine before my nine to five and their Sunday reset routines, whatever it may be. And it has this message of like romanticizing your life, um, making everything in your life pretty and aesthetic. And it's like, okay, if I had your life, if I had your income, if I had your free time, sure, like I could do that too. But that just isn't 
the reality most of us are living in. Yeah, but romanticizing your life does not need to be about having these luxury items or experiences or you know working for yourself or whatever it might be. Um, it's really just about loving your life at the present moment, even if you're on a budget, which I think yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, most of us probably are, I'm assuming. Yeah, I would hope. Um, I think it's also important to note too, and I've seen discourse on my own For You page on TikTok about how having a pretty life or an aesthetic life doesn't always necessarily equal a good life. And that's not to say that the creators that you're seeing who like live these very lavish, aesthetically pleasing lives are like inherently unhappy. But I think when you like really think about some of the best moments in your life, they're often a bit messy and chaotic and unplanned and not at all like picture perfect. Um, So I think it's important just to like keep that in mind. It's totally okay to aspire to have like an aesthetically um, pretty and pleasing life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a fulfilled life. Like there's other aspects to living a fulfilled life that you could romanticize as well. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because on that note, when I was telling my mom about how like glamorous and amazing and expensive this wedding was she was like well like you have to remember Anya that doesn't mean like they're gonna have a perfect marriage whatever and I was like yeah Shh, mom <laughs> I am <laughs> relishing in the sushi yeah. all right <laughs> um but yeah similar similar message there yeah um so to kind of get into some ideas we thought we would put together for ways that you can romanticize your daily life but not necessarily spend any money Um, The first kind of thing you need to do is just decide what romanticizing your life looks like to you. Is it slowing down to enjoy the little things? Is it finding ways to feel more luxurious? Is it, you know, finding peace within your existing space? So just thinking through like, what would make your life very romantic for you? Yep. And then the next tip we have is to call something you already have or you already use on a regular basis your signature thing. So maybe you make your coffee the same way every single morning and you have a signature coffee recipe. Maybe you've been using the same perfume for five years and that's your signature perfume. Like just something that brings you a lot of joy in your everyday life that you're using frequently. Like really lean into that and make it make it your thing. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it like kind of special. And if anyone asks about yeah. it, you're like, oh, that's my signature. Yeah, true. The next one is to take that book that you've been putting off reading that's sitting on your bookshelf or your nightstand or take that journal that's been sitting blank in your stationary drawer and bring it out with you into the world, whether you know, you're an urban girly and you bring it out onto the public transportation to read mm-hmm. or journal in or bring it to a cafe or like a nearby park or something like that. Um, But point of this is really just to, we all have books that we own that we probably haven't read and we all have stationery that we own that we haven't written in. So just make that the whole experience is bringing it out somewhere and and using it the way it's supposed to be used. And that's full free. And it makes you look like the main character. I was just going to say, there's nothing hotter than a stranger sitting on public transportation reading a Mm -hmm. book. Come on now. so true. Especially... Sometimes the books would be like the most complex, like nonfiction topics. And Uh, so I was like, damn, good for you. It has the same effect as seeing someone the same age as you at the airport. You're just Mm -hmm. like, are we supposed to be in love right Mm -hmm. now? So be that girl or that guy or that non-binary person. 
Uh, the next one is to create go-to playlists for different moods, seasons, times of day, whatever it may be. Uh, bonus points if you put on the music to match the cuisine of whatever you're cooking. Uh, that's kind of fun. I mm-hmm. like that a lot. Uh, but yeah, I do have a bunch of different playlists that I made a while back, honestly, for like just various I, – I, ironically, I think it was during one of my COVID Mm-hmm. quarantines i was like i'm gonna make very specific uh spotify playlists and like i even um g- like downloaded pictures from pinterest to make them the cover of the spotify playlist it's very fun music is such a great way to like ground yourself in specific moments and be a bit more present um so yeah i love doing this yeah and i i also want to start doing this, uh, like, cook to the music of whatever cuisine you're making. Like, if you're having, like, a taco night, put on, you know, some Mexican music. Or yeah. if you're making pasta, put on some Italian or French. I don't, not that I ever cook French food. I don't, I don't know how to do yeah. that. But I mean, if you're making an omelet, <laughs> put on some yeah. French music. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just kind of gets you in the mood, makes it feel a little special, a little different as part of your day. <coughs> the next step is um, to turn whatever errands that you have to do into more of an experience. So if you need to get something done, for example, like if you have a doctor's appointment in like a different town or like a part of the city you live in that you don't normally go to or that kind of thing, like find something nice to do for yourself in the area afterwards. And that doesn't mean it has to cost a lot of money, but just go like window shopping or explore a new park or grab a coffee or something like that. So yeah, take something that you have to do that might not be super pleasant. We all have those as parts of our, you know, day-to-day lives and make it make it special make a day out of it for sure my next one is to have special or if you have special occasion glassware china whatever it may be sitting somewhere in storage or like in on display in like a china cabinet uh take it out and use it i always found it so interesting that there was like special plates and stuff that literally just sit and get used like once a leap year and never never gets used again and I totally understand like wanting to cherish like nice things and like take good care of it and minimize the risk of it getting like ruined or broken but also if you have it you might as well use it and you're gonna feel so fancy schmancy drinking your mocktail or your cocktail out of the nice wine glasses instead of the ones that you got for $14.99 at the TJ Maxx checkout line so Definitely lean into it, um, use it, take good care of it, but you can use it. It doesn't need to sit in a cabinet and collect dust. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people might have like hand-me-downs from like their mom or their grandma, like nice wine glasses or whatever that you're just kind of like leaving somewhere for that one time. But it's like, if you just make that one time a nice Friday night in and use the nice glass of, you know, nice flute for your glass of wine, like, why not? That's fun. And I would say this extends beyond just like glassware. Like think of like, if you're, I have like, I'm a tea person. So mm-hmm. I always get like good tea that I like save. And it's like, why? Like the tea's literally going bad over time sitting there. Yeah. So like, for example, we got this tea in London and like, I still have a couple bags left and I'm like, just drink it. Like you bought it to enjoy it. Just, you know, have it. Or yeah. like honey, for example, I have a good honey. <laughs> I don't know if this is normal. I have a good honey in my uh, pantry that my parents got for me in Greece and I never use it. And it's like, they got me honey to use it. 
So just use it. Yeah. Or like if you yeah. have a designer bag or like a nice pair of shoes or whatever, like I'm like that too. Like I'm like, oh, I don't want to wear it out in Boston because I'm going to ruin it. Well, why'd you buy it then? Wear yeah. it out. Enjoy it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Our next one is to take more photos or just like be more intentional of like the moments in the day that are particularly appealing that you'd like to take photos of and or use the one second every day app. I feel like this was like a thing a couple years ago and it was so fun and then it kind of like fell off, but I want to bring it back. I feel like that's a really fun way to romanticize your life and kind of like have at least one memory of every day. Cause like, if you think about it, like how much of the, you know, year has gone on and you don't even remember one thing about that day. Um, And so I think doing the one second a day thing helps you remember. And also like, you normally try to take it during like the most fun part of your day. So you might like create situations that you wouldn't otherwise be in because you want to, you know, get it, get the little clip. Yeah. Well, and I think it also will just show you that like, there's a pretty moment in your, like there's a pretty moment every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's something. Something to be romanticized. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Honestly, with my birthday coming up, it could be fun for me to download that app and do it for my 26th. Mm-hmm. year like a second every day while I'm 26 something to think about uh my next one is to make spa water so take your water if you have a Brita this is perfect put some citrus put some berries put some cucumber some ginger into the water drink it throughout the day I mean come on that that's luxury right there mm-hmm. honestly any little beverage is luxury to me um you can have the spa water you can make yourself mocktails uh get yourself some tart cherry juice drink it out of a wine glass before bed now that's luxury and tart cherry juice is like three dollars at trader joe's um so yeah just any little way to spice up your beverages and bonus points with spa water the best thing is is that you're hydrating so it's a way to romanticize something that you have to be doing every day which is drinking water so honestly a ginger lime infused water mm-hmm. that sounds lovely delicious like you, if you have a soda stream Ooh, now Chef's we're talking kiss. yep um i feel like i thought of something while you were saying that oh another thing we didn't put this on the list but i was inspired when i went to the spa that i went to in august in um north carolina they mm-hmm. had these really nice, like, I don't really know how you would do this at home, honestly, but they had these really nice, like, cool towels for when you got out of the sauna. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking about how nice that would be if you could have, like, a cool towel ready, like, after a workout or, like, if you got back yeah. from, like, a walk or something like that. So, I mean, I guess I'm just going to take my little hand towels and <laughs> something They to do about. make, um, this is the opposite, but they make towel warmers. Warmers, yeah. Those are very but popular in Europe. Isn't, yeah, that isn't necessarily a budget tip but that's something where if i have a little extra income at some yeah. point i may invest i would love water. to do that i mean that sounds nice yeah they're not like a quick thing but i don't think they're like insane because like i said most of like europe does use those yeah little rack things um yeah so nice yeah um you guys already knew i was gonna say this one but take a bath nothing makes you feel more in tune with yourself and more like the main character, than taking a nice warm bubble bath. Especially, I've been doing it in the morning on the weekend lately, Ooh. like before I really do anything else. Chef's kiss. 
So nice. That does sound nice. Everyone listening that like doesn't have a bathtub is like, we get it. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. But I love me a tub. I couldn't live somewhere without one. Well, so for my girlies that either don't have a tub or are like me and just, I really, once I have my own tub, I, I literally have a tub right now. I don't know. Eventually, I'll figure out how to make the bath experience enjoyable for me. But for now, I just don't find them that enjoyable. But if you're looking for a way to elevate your shower in a similar way, they make little, um, like, shower steamers. They look like a literal, like, they kind of look like a mini bath bomb, honestly. They look like a little Um, cone. Yeah. And you place them right by your shower drain and the steam and the water from your, the shower head dissolve the steamer and it like releases a scent so i got like a different pack and each of the scents is like for something different um so you could get one of those you could hang eucalyptus oh true that's in a your good shower one. i think that's a good way to do it and then i feel like doing like nice hair masks and things like that while you're in the shower is nice um exfoliating that's always that always feels nice. It's the everything shower, honestly. Mm-hmm. That just that that does feel quite luxurious. It's work. You're putting your back into it, and then you leave feeling like royalty. Truly. Yeah, Lush has um those shower steamer things that look fun. Oh, I didn't know Lush had them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is good to know. My next one is to use the back of your closet as a vision slash aesthetic inspo board. So print out some photos of your clothes, get to collaging. Um, and you can even make it your laptop background. Do you mean a clarifying question? Anya put this in the script transparently. Do you mean like put it, what do you mean by use the back of your closet? Like hang it there? I saw on Pinterest, like the same way that we make a little inspo collage thing and make it Mm -hmm. your desktop background. People just do it if you open your closet door on the inside. Slay. And I thought that was fun because it's like every time you get dressed, you have a little bit of like inspo or like you can even do like style inspo and then it's hidden. It's not like it's on display, you know? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, I'm going to do that too. Assuming your closet has a door. Does everyone's? Your last one didn't, I guess, now that. Yeah, my last one didn't. But either way, you can put it either on the back of your closet. You could hang it in your room. Like you said, you can put it in um, or make it your laptop background. But I I think just like vision boarding in general is like an easy way to romanticize your life. Like figure out it. Honestly, like for me, whenever I do it, it like helps me like put into perspective what I have accomplished, what I want to accomplish. And it's always really fun to look back at your vision board and see like what has come true. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can do it in a much more like reflective sense and like vision boarding out, you know, greater goals. But then you can also do it to Anya's point, like in a more aesthetic, here's some quick outfit inspo when you open your closet so that you can never say I have nothing to wear, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're, And I would say to try to pin stuff that aligns with the clothes that you already have in your closet. That may seem obvious, but (laughs) that is the only way this will work. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to do that. That's fun. Yeah. You can like change it out with the seasons. At first, I thought you meant like trying, like taking the clothes like you haven't worn in a while Mm. and like making a vision board out of them like to help like style them, which I think you can also do. So, you know, choose your own adventure. I know um, Zoe Pritchard on YouTube, 
at least used to do this. She had like a, you know, those like standalone clothing racks from like Ikea. Yeah. She would like have one of those in her office just to like be her in her background, like to look cute. But she would hang things that were, have been in her closet that she hasn't worn in a while on that rack so that they were more like front of mind when she like goes to mm-hmm. put together outfits. So kind of fun. Cute. I like that. The next tip on how to romanticize your life is to try to invest in quality over quantity. So just knowing you don't need every fancy item that you see on TikTok, but maybe it is worth it to save and kind of budget your way into like one splurge item. So for example, I haven't bought bug bugs. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> bought Uggs since the literal Lord's year of like 2011. Yeah. But the other day, I finally decided I wanted to go for it this year. And I did. So this whole episode isn't to say you can't spend money on like improving your life. It's just that you can find ways to do so without having to spend money. But that doesn't mean there aren't things that you might want or things that you really do feel like would increase your quality of life. Um, And I know you mentioned the cost per use method. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this um, in an article and it just talked about like, when you like really invest and splurge in things that like you use every day and are actually like increasing your quality of life um and break it down by how much it costs per each time you use it like it it help it just helps you see how good of an investment it was so the example that i used is i invested in brooklyn and sheets and a duvet cover and i dropped probably around 250 dollars on the set of it, including my duvet insert that I got on Amazon, which is for me a lot of money to spend on bedding. Before that, I was, you know, getting the $40, $50, $60 bed in a bag sets from Target. So that was a lot. But when you really think about it, I use those sheets in that duvet cover literally every single day, every single night, technically, for eight hours over the night. Like you sleep in your bed almost every single day. We'll say 300 and, I don't know, 40 out of the 365 days in a year. So when you break it down by, and the hope and goal is to have these sheets for a couple of years at the minimum. So when you break it down by like the cost per use, that $250 becomes like literally change by the end. Um, so I think that's always a good way like to know what's worth investing your money in. If it's something that you think you're going to get a lot of use out of, then I think it's worth the splurge. Um, but that's something you'll have to like obviously break down for yourself because we all have different priorities and different things that we want to um, upgrade or like make a little bit more luxurious in our day-to-day life. So definitely assess what that could look like for you. Um but yeah, I think it's worth splurging on some stuff if you can swing it and budget for it. Mm-hmm. I saw this girl. I haven't seen her on my For You page in a while and I don't remember her name. But there was this girl on TikTok that used to do this like cost per wear thing with every mm-hmm. single outfit she wore basically. And she had like a spreadsheet with like every item in her closet. And she would like number the amount of times it had been worn and like add up what the value of like that day's outfit was like effectively on like a per wear basis. It was pretty interesting. I wish I could dig it back up. But yeah, you don't have to go that extreme, but yeah. That is interesting though. And then the last one, speaking of clothing, is to explore clothing rental services. So obviously we have talked about Newly a lot because we've both used Newly in the past. Um 
and I'm sure there's others like Rent the Runway. Um, and even I'm sure there's more clothing rental services beyond those two, but I feel like those are like the two main players. Um, but yeah, this is a great way to be able to wear like nicer brands and even like some designer stuff while paying a fraction of the cost and also lowering your consumerism because you're giving it back. Um, Mm -hmm. so you don't really have to worry about like measuring the cost per wear because you're getting it at such a low cost to be able to then give it back. Um, so like with Anya's example, she was able to get, you got what, like four, like formal wedding Mm -hmm. dresses, um, for less than a hundred dollars and two other items on top of that. So, (coughs) excuse me, I got a tickle in my throat. Um, but yeah, so it's a great way to be able to like wear that nicer stuff and feel a bit more like fancy and elevated elevated if wearing nicer brands is something that like means a lot to you without having to break the bank or even like commit to buying something fancy that you then end up not wearing because you're too afraid to like get it out and ruin it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To like our earlier point. Um well, that is it for this episode on how to romanticize your life on a budget. We'll leave in the Spotify Q&A section if you had a favorite from this episode that you want to implement or if you have one that we didn't mention and we can have a little chat there. We always publish your responses, so definitely leave us some comments there if you want to be on our little Spotify page. But other than that, you can follow us on Instagram at 2 degrees hotter. Submit comments to our anonymous suggestion box. And I think that's about it. Yeah. We'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye.